Welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is the weekly X-Men podcast where we go through every X-Men story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And Adam. Yes. Uh, we're not alone this week. No, I am very excited because we have a friend with us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we were going to introduce Charlie. Uh, from the Young Ones cast and also previously on this podcast, but that's fine. Hi, Charlie. How you doing? <laughs> I'm very excited because I'm talking to my friends and uh, it's very good. So sorry. Guys, important news. It's X-Man update. How are we doing today? Oh, no. Not another X-Man We're doing I, I know we're doing really good today. Adam hasn't heard the good news. <laughs> there is good news in in the most literal sense of the good news. A gospel, if you would, has oh, come no. upon us. Oh, no. Uh, I have I have not made any more progress in my read of X-Man, the book I was cursed with, because mm -hmm. I'm done with the first full book and I have two more. And I said, well, this whole book's done. I'd have to go downstairs and get the other book. So I've been... <laughs> There's been a little bit relief for me, though I do know that the curse is still upon me. But <laughs> today, Marvel Comics put out their December solicits. Mm -hmm. And Adam has yet to see this. <laughs> so you're getting a live, live feed. Tell me when I'm allowed Adam, to look. Can you, can you please click on the Twitter link and describe what you see? I'm so scared. It's good. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh no. What is this? I do believe that is that is the why, time travel boy. Why why That's is the time he, travel boy Nick Gray? Why is he cosplaying as Jesus? This is well, so weird. Yes. If you read the solicit, if you read the solicit, you'll know that it's the coming of X-Man. Oh my. This is interesting, to say the least. I wow. Okay. Guys, X-Man's back again, and also he's Jesus. <laughs> he was kind of Jesus before, but, like, not so literally. No. Ooh. He, you know how X-Man had the white streak in his hair? Mm-hmm. He has a white goatee now, and the rest of his beard is hair, regular brown color, but his goatee is white. It's fantastic. Yeah, you gotta flip the script sometimes. It's fine. Who's this artist? This is really well done. Oh, that is guy I didn't look up. Mm. <laughs> hashtag art cred everyone good job good job on me well you weren't expecting adam to spring that one on you no I mean, sorry this is, should this is really been. nice yeah it's very was, good so like anyway anyway x-man's coming back and that's just something we're dealing with now but <laughs> you know what else we're dealing with what else are we dealing with zach we're dealing with another mutant messiah, and that mutant messiah was coming from a story requested to us by Charlie. And Charlie, I realized because you so rudely interrupted us, we didn't get to introduce you. So for the fans at home, could you 
could you tell them who you are? My name is Charlie. My last name is Davis, but well, everybody kind of knows we me as Charlie. Last names. Yeah, well, it's fine, but everybody knows me as a ghost on the internet anyway. So, um, I host a podcast with my partner Mikey called The Young Ones. Uh, all about teen superhero teams and sometimes other things like uh, relevant comics that I want to talk about. Um, and I, I don't know. Everyone loves. No, everyone knows that I love Shatterstar, so I don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, everyone who knows you loves you knows Shatterstar. You or knows you love Shatterstar. You know that like not everyone in this podcast listening group is just our friends from Twitter, right? I mean, I do but know also that. Them yes. too. Yeah, but if, they, but if they listened to the last episode you were on, uh, which was I believe named Shatty Buns, they know yeah. about your love for Shatterstar. Uh, it was XXX Shatty Buns 69XX. Thank you very much. Uh, and it's a really good time to be a Shatterstar fan oh, yeah. <laughs> now, which Absolutely. is uh, really crazy. Wasn't thinking that last time that we recorded. <laughs> so... <laughs> How the times have changed. Shatterstar is coming back in a big way. Maggot's going to be in a comic book that's probably out by now. Like, there's a lot X-Force. going on in those. X-Force oh, is a X-Force? thing again. Classic but... X-Force, the only true X-Force, yeah. But, 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 but. That's not why we're here today. Actually, none of those things. <laughs> we're here today to talk about the story that you selected, which was Jean Grey, number 8 through 11, Psych Wars. This was written by friend of the show, Dennis Hopeless, with pencils duties split between Victor Ibanez and Alberto Albuquerque. I think Albuquerque. Everyone has come to a point to know that I'm very yes. bad at names, especially the last ones. So... Alberto, I think your work's great. Got that one right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so, uh, so, Charlie, what what happens here? What's going on in this Phoenix Resurrection tie-in, which I didn't think we were going to be covering soon, but here we are. <laughs> well, in this comic, uh, well, in the previous issues of this comic, it was all about Teen Jean Grey and her struggle against the impending phoenix force or her her idea that or her thought that that was kind of her fate so she's kind of struggling against that so up until this point she was kind of going through like training with a lot of other like marvel heroes and i love all that stuff but in this story she and her ghost the ghost of jean gray oh yeah Jean yeah let's be very clear (laughs) new x-men style jean gray comes back as a ghost here yes (laughs) uh and uh they go into emma frost's mind to find try and find a spark of the phoenix or uh, adult gene is kind of guiding teen gene there to kind of maybe inoculate her for the fight that's coming and uh a whole bunch of new x-men wackiness happens and they do um, write it xavier's guys and uh this ends very uh wow yeah it kind of goes up all in a uh uh I don't know, ball flames. Yeah, because Jean, Jean tries to fight the Phoenix and she thinks she's ready. And then ghost Jean talks to the Phoenix for a second and realizes, oh, no, she's not ready. And then Jean gets turned into a skeleton mm-hmm. and then and has then... to trans- like, transport her mind through different phases of the white hot room before she wakes up at the end of Phoenix Resurrection and said, man, that's a weird dream. And then Jean yeah, is alive and shows up and says, we need to talk. And they never did until x-men blue well no at the wedding they were they they were cute at the wedding but that's not the point anyway 
so this is a this is a fun story. Adam, what are your thoughts about this uh this this fun little X-Men story from recently? Well, I, I love the Jean Grey uh, solo series. I loved the concept of it being kind of like a, a Marvel team up book where Teen Jean gets to get mentored by all these different people in the Marvel Universe. And uh, one of the things I really liked about the book, and I think I talked about this a little bit when we talked to Dennis, um, was the idea that there's this psychic team that comes together, especially in, in this arc, which I think is awesome. So we get Gene to team back up with Hope, the Cuckoos, Quentin Choir, Emma, this ghost of herself uh, from the Morrison era. Um, I love it. I just love that team. I wish that I, I realized that this had to get wrapped up because of the launch of X-Men Red, but I would have loved to have seen more adventures with that group. Um, because it's it's great. I love Abanez's art in here. I feel like he evolved so much um, from the stuff he was doing on uh, Extraordinary X-Men, even though that was really, really well done. He really finds himself uh, in these pages, and uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, Marvel, give Vic some more work. He needs it because he's very good. Agreed. Mm. But no, uh, one of the one of the things that I find interesting about this is the last issue is issue 11 on this where it's not what was solicited and it's definitely not what was originally planned because so the story about phoenix resurrection and we didn't talk about this in our phoenix resurrection episode uh but they weren't sure how it was going to wrap up while they were going through this stuff that didn't happen until late in the game which is why like x-men red starts a couple months after the events of this this story it's mm-hmm. why you know once they figure out the ending hopeless had to go back and say well the ending i had originally plotted doesn't really work with this so i'm gonna have to go and retrofit and issue 11 is fun it's a jump through a lot of different things but i think if there's an issue with this uh you know arc it's that the ending falls flat it doesn't deliver on the you know big down note of the end of issue 10 where gene gray gets incinerated by the phoenix yeah and it it does feel shoehorned in like i know dennis talked about the end of this book when he was on your guys's podcast um and and kind of shuffling around the phoenix plans but that issue does definitely not sync up with the rest because the end of issue 10 is absolutely so dire and kind of shocking. And I really wish I knew what Dennis had originally planned for it because I really loved like this, like little chunk of story. I love the whole series, but I was so impressed with the way Dennis writes Emma here. And I was trying to figure out while I was reading back through it. Is it because and it's really because he's great at it, but also Emma's during this time, Emma wasn't feeling getting a lot of love from a lot of people. <laughs> so seeing her like back in like a role like this, or like, I'm no Jean, you like you basically screwed me over, but I'm going to help you anyway. Like, I love that. I love the whole new X-Men thing. I love it. Well, Emma gets probably the best line in this where Jean ghost Jean is talking about how, you know, Emma caused, you know, all these nightmares and all these horrible things in her life with her affair with Scott. And Emma just kind of looks at her and says, your nightmare was my love story. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's like, you know, I get it. 
Gene and Emma are going to have bad blood, which is fair. Emma did have an affair with Gene's husband. It wasn't the best decision everyone's made, but it just it humanizes both characters because you start to realize, okay, Emma did a bad thing, but there's so many more layers and you know shades of gray to it that it's it's so good to read. Dennis does a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that line is great. And my other favorite line that they have between her and uh, the ghost of Jean is she says, imagine that all it took was death and desperation to turn you into me. Ooh. Like that was that really stood out to me. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I got to say my my highlight here uh, remains from this series, the way that Dennis throws hope into it. Um, We're just little cable. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love issue two where they fight off the Reavers, which is not what we're talking about right now. But when she pops back up in this, it's it's played for laughs and it's done so well that she's just, you know, this like super armed little cable. Um, and I love the way that the dynamic between G- Teen Jean and Hope, um, I wish there could have been more of that. I Obviously, there won't be um, given extermination, but uh, I, I do like that dynamic. No, it's a uh, it's a good it's a good group. I wish, I I agree. I wish we could have seen more of them, but I'm happy with the amounts we did. Now, let's let's shift gears and to figure out. Well, this is a fun, maybe a bit uneven arc, but where mm-hmm. where does it fall on this big old list? Because we have 147 X Men stories on this list, ranging from Days of Future Past. To the Draco. And yes, it's very cliche that Draco's at the bottom, but it's bad. And I didn't want <laughs> to talk about that other story anymore. Um, <laughs> well, we currently have Phoenix Resurrection um, at 87. We, we did that recently. It, it came right below X-Men Gold Negative Zone War. Um, so those are two pretty recent things that we have on the list. I, I, I agree about the last issue, but I feel like I like the Jean Grey uh, solo series better than I liked Phoenix Res- Phoenix Resurrection. What do you guys I would think? echo that. I agree with that. Okay. So. All right. So we have our bottom here, but uh, we need to see how high we'll go on the list. I'm wondering, I'm thinking about other, I mean, we have some coming up in the episode, but other um, issues that have like Emma and Jean, even if it's just teen Jean and I'm, looking or i'm thinking about um uncanny x-men.inh <laughs> where is 15.inh um, on this list nh i'm wondering oh, where, it's, it's where a that is below. it's a couple was... below phoenix resurrection so it's better that's at 89 here's here's another more recent story that i think is probably better than this gene gray story and that is the all-new wolverine annual where she gets body swapped with spider gwen Oh, that's a good one. I think I like that. that. I think that's one. more consistent overall. So I think that would. We also have cross time, cross time capers in at seventy eight. I was looking at that too. I think this yeah. is so... better than cross time capers, which is the X Men Blue mm-hmm. one, Agreed. but not that much better. Like I don't think this is better than. Uh, I don't know. This might be just about as good as Astonishing Tales Mojo World, which is another uneven but fun story. Yeah, I think that's that's a good comparison. Um, I think uh, it could fit. It's, well, it, it, well, is it better than Uncanny X Men two seventy three through two seventy seven? And I say yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. with that. Is it better I mean, than that Warlock issue of Web of Spider Man? 
I think it is. I mean, that's I a think fun, it is. I, we like that because it's our Adams. Um, it has some really fun warlocks. It's my good, good it, robot boy. I can go yeah. higher than that. How about we move up a little bit? Is it better than AVX? <laughs> I want to say that it is not. Okay. My brain says my brain says no, and my heart says yes. <laughs> I think AVX, hmm. like we were talking about uh, in uh, in the episode, AVX is a very very good popcorn comic as long as you don't think about it too much. Yes. True. Yes. All right. So we know what our range is here. Um, we look like we're in the the. Is it better than here. the Dracula so, one? That one where that one where they fight Dracula the first time. I. I think it is. I think it's. I think it is too. I think it's more fun, um, and I I think it's better than um, that issue of Wolverine and the X Men with um, the, so I, the Bruce. I think we've talked ourselves Agreed. into the new number seventy three on this list. That's awesome. Jean Grey Psych Wars. Yeah. So the next cool. story that we are going to be talking about is also called Jean Grey, but there's there's a few more words in front of that. It is. X-Man Origins Jean Grey, written by Sean McKeever, with art by Mike Mayhew. This is a Silver age story about Jean Grey, kind of going over her, you guess it, her origins. Uh, but here's the thing. It's got Mike Mayhew art, and he draws real good. And it's got Sean McKeever art, and he's real good at talking about teenagers and their problems. True. I think I will tell you that that's true. Yeah. Both of those things. I will also tell you is a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, now this is interesting. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, it's definitely really nice to look at. I mean, it, oh, absolutely. It has um, you know that painterly Alex Ross style um, throughout. But I think with more innovative layouts than oh, Alex Ross normally does. Absolutely. Which, Absolutely. There are some two page spreads here that are absolutely gorgeous. Um, the the one where we first get to see Gene trapped inside the memory of Annie dying is uh, is pretty spectacular. Um, but I can see what you're saying, Charlie. I mean, you, he's clearly working from directly from photo references. Um, in some cases, that serves him really well. And there are a couple of little spots where I'm not sure that it really serves the story as well um yeah mike mike mayhew has a when he's when he's on it he's really on and when he's off he's really off and there's been times where he's been really off for an entire comic i think this just has a couple of weird panels more than anything that's really jarring and it's got some very creepy charles xavier faces yes it does have <laughs> Yeah, whoever he got yeah. to pose for for Charles um, doesn't really match up with I think how we usually visualize him. Um, He's got the eyebrows, but um, that adds to the terror in some in some <laughs> aspects. It, it was really interesting reading this. Having uh, we just did the episode about the Phoenix and did End of Grays, and um, seeing Jean's mom kind of wrestle with the idea of sending her to the school and you know do you really have to take her away after having just read how she like you know curses xavier for cursing his her, their family and the death of everyone involved it, it it was interesting bookends um reading these two scenes back to back 
it has a lot of emotional resonance like absolutely Mm -hmm. it does um it's just i think i think i was i think i put this in a bad spot i read it after i read our other two stories um that i liked a whole lot more and i think revisiting like a silver age story like even if it's a good uh, like the content is good it kind of doesn't compare to what we have now so it's difficult to be like "Mm, this is good but it's not as good as what i just read (laughs) i think i think part of the problem with this is it's got like three different phases to the story but it's only a you know like a extra eight page like a 40 page story or something like that so there's not a it doesn't have a lot of space to do everything because you try and get Xavier breaking Jean out of her shell. And then the first time she tries to go out into a big crowd and then her being with the X-Men and it's like three distinct acts that don't really feel all that connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the story can get just a little bit slow. Yeah. I mean, I do, it, I'm I do just looking that, at it right now. There's only 30 pages here, so they, they've got, got to do it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I do think that Sean McKeever does some really good dialogue for Gene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that worked real well with the Mike Mayhew art is that he draws Gene like a young teenager. Yeah. Like, yeah, she doesn't look like an adult that you're saying, oh, you're 15. No, she looks like she's a kid. And that really, really helps with the feeling that, hey, this is a Gene that doesn't know what she's doing. This is a young gene who's still trying to figure out you know how she's going to have all of these immense psychic powers and how she's going to deal with them and i think that's to its advantage well it also kind of reinforces how creepy it is that charles not only takes her away to a school which is you know i guess understandable given the context of the story but is immediately thrust into a child soldier role yeah so it definitely makes mm-hmm. that seem much stranger than it would if it's Stanley and Jack Kirby. Um, the final scene, though, I think is is a real highlight too, where she has to stop an out of control ambulance that's sliding down the the street, um, and she gets everybody out of the way. I, I think it's really well done. It's very cinematic, and um, you know, it, it showcases what Silver Age Jean can be. It's got a lot of a lot of moments that feel like you're stepping into a Norman Rockwell painting in a very good way because it makes it feel get that Silver Age feel of hey this is classic this is antiquated this is an idealist kind of place and then you have Gene trying to figure out okay what do I do with that now that I have to be a child soldier and now that I can read everyone's minds and it's very bad mm-hmm. yeah and he does get uh, you know he does get across the I'm always a sucker for those panels where um, Gene's telepathy goes out of whack and it's all the voices all the letters all of the thoughts like just like kind of compounding into her and he does that really well too Mm -hmm. um on one of these pages but i just i think i just wanted something more (laughs) (laughs) i hear you yeah it does exactly what it's advertising though you know Mm -hmm. it sets out to do something and i think another um deficit that this might have is that you know when you're an an x-men fan you know this story um right so mm-hmm. seeing it retold again and and being done in a very concise manner may seem a little trite um when taken on its own if you don't know this story could be kind of interesting 
Yeah, it's every Spider-Man movie where we have to know yeah. about Spider-Man getting his powers right. again. Yeah, yeah. Poor Uncle Ben. Poor man. <laughs> All right. Um, so looking okay. looking at our big old list of X-Men stories, we got we got to find a place for this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. Is it better than the first issue of X-Men ever? I think so. I think so too. Yeah, we've got that in at 108. And, uh, you know, I think we agreed that when we ranked that it was a, it, it had bursting with ideas, but it certainly wasn't formulated yet. This is clearly a, a chance to kind of archive uh, an X-Men classic story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, so then let's see. Ooh, this will be important to Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yes. Is it better than number 100 on our list right now? X Factor 207 to 213 happenings in Vegas. <laughs> this is a story that keeps haunting me, <laughs> literally. The one um, the one where Richter might be someone's parent and isn't, and then they also go fight zombie demons in hell. Yeah. This has better art than that. It sure does. Um, it sure as heck does. That you know what? This doesn't give me nightmares. I mean, look, night. that's a good thing. <laughs> so I think on its merit, I'm just going to say that this is better than that. What I what I think the ceiling is looking at this, this isn't better than that time that Spider-Man and the X-Men had to, uh, you know, stop uh, Sauron and Stegron, the dinosaur man, from turning everyone into dinosaurs instead of curing oh. cancer. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's definitely not better than Glob Beloved's Man Kills. No. So I, I don't even think I could put this above cocaine. Really? Um, no, I don't really. I mean, because cocaine is such like a crazy train wreck of a story. It like, is. it's a train wreck gonna, in so many re- ways. It is, but I'm going to revisit that before I revisit this. Like, y- you know, this story is beautiful, but it's also kind of wallpaper. Whereas that is like, oh my god, it's, what what is going on in this story? Wallpaper is a good way to to frame this. Yeah. Okay, so I have the exact opposite opinion of Adam, and then normally we'd have to rationalize this between ourselves and figure out who uh-huh. wins. But hey, Charlie, have you read that Wolverine cocaine mm-hmm. story? I haven't read it all the way through. I started. So it. I think that's a really. I, so I think that kind of that kind of sells it, Adam, right there. <laughs> um, well, it is comparable to the uh day like any other story as well which is kind of just an intro story right are you talking um, about are you talking about the backup mm-hmm. of special edition x-men number one i am one I of am. the stories that uh, we talked about on our podcast and then immediately it showed up on marvel unlimited which has happened a weird amount of times yeah apparently our <laughs> if the brain chip our, we also have the brain chip yeah our chamber episode came out simultaneously with uh with it being released chamber uh x-men icons being released on the unlimited app on so that app yeah if you're listening marvel keep, unlimited keep on keep on trucking keep it on yep um so where does it go on the list zach i say above cocaine below glob loves because charlie didn't I can deal with cocaine that. And I All think right. that says that's something true. about the quality. Charlie, stay away from cocaine. Stay away from it. Okay? <laughs> cocaine, yeah. cocaine does reach its climax, like in the first issue where Wolverine's shirtless on the roof yelling, cocaine! Like he's some sort <laughs> of rock and roll clown. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for I that. I do my best. All right. All right, we got one last story to talk about today. 
and that is a story from an arc that we have or a run that we've continued to go back to this is from all new x-men number 37 by our boy brian michael bendis and art by mike del mundo talk about beautiful artwork heck guys this story is so flipping great this one's awesome Love the cover, too. It really just tells you everything you need to know about the story. We've talked about this. Okay, so the cover is Beast. and It's a Chris Anka cover, so it's good. But it's young Beast and young Iceman uh, just kind of doing stuff. But the problem is, like we've discussed in, I think it was the last Will and Testament episode, where the end of the Bendis yeah. run just kind of explodes. Went off the rails. Off he, the rails. he was yeah. rushing to get a lot of stuff done, which meant that Apparently, whatever uh, Beast and Iceman story he was going to tell, he decided to tell this Emma and uh, Jean Grey story where they go to Madripoor and Jean Grey turns off or Emma turns off Jean Grey's telepathy and says, hey, you got to go fight all these bad guys now. (laughs) I think this one probably turned. I like I probably would have liked this one better, even if I got to read the other issue. Not to lie. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not saying Bendis made the wrong choice. (laughs) Well, this does a lot of great things right. I mean, um, there were other issues where we got hints of Emma training Teen Gene, which I think is just a fantastic character interaction um, and and flips the dynamic of of those two characters' relationship in a really smart way. Um, It also comes back to the backdrop of Uncanny and All New was this like redone Madripoor, um, which... I found kind of an interesting just locale the way he he did it um, as part of his run. And then this artwork is so good. Um, Mike Del Mundo usually just does covers, but I I don't know that I've seen any other issues with his interior. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. Have you not? Oh, wait, well, hold on. Did he do interiors on... He didn't do interiors on uh, Legion, did he? On Uh, Legacy? Actually, I don't know that. I don't think he did interiors, but yeah. my my boy uh, Deadly Mike has been doing stuff on. So there's a Weird World series that the first part of it was in Secret Wars, and it's super good. And if you're concerned about Jason Aaron writing Conan, just uh just read that series because <laughs> it's like oh Jason Aaron can write Conan, that's fine. Oh, and then he out. did some Avengers, which isn't super his best work. And then he's currently the artist on Thor. Or the Mighty Thor, or whatever they're calling the current Thor book. I think it might just be Thor. Yeah, Jason Aaron's Thor has had four to five different titles. Six. Adjectiveless Thor. <laughs> anyway, he's very he's a very very interesting interior artist, and this this does a good thing because it sets a mood, especially with the coloring on this. Yeah. And boy, is it just it's a little off putting. It's a little weird, but. It's great. It Did is we even, so good. We we didn't even mention that that she fights the blob for like half this issue, and it's oh, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a great what a great thing to like put her up against too. Mm-hmm. Like that is it, it. It's just so. Bendis can be overly clever, but when he's in that happy medium of like, here are the ideas I'm marrying together with like my awesome like banter dialogue and everyone's in character like it's everybody it's like he's running like at his optimum and i think that's what this issue is like this issue is like wow why can't i have more of these i want to hold all of these types of issues (laughs) and 
I have a like I have a really soft spot for all new X Men and Uncanny X Men, right. like the Bendis Me era, too. because it's like when I started reading comics. So like, uh, I know some of it's a mess, and I know that it is lauded in a lot of ways, especially the end here that gets lost in the mess that was lead up to Secret Wars, right. but. This is really great. Like, he nails Jean. He nails Emma. He nails their, like, budding, what I would have hoped would have was a, you know, budding relationship and how they kind of play off each other. Um, you know, I don't, I still, even retroactively, can't figure out what Bendis was trying to do with Mystique and Madripoor. Eh, but I don't care because this is a, I don't care because this is a one shot. So <laughs> it doesn't get too lost in that mess. Like, all you know, all you need to know is the blob is taking MGH and Gene's got to stop him. Yeah. Yep. And it's pretty darn epic. I mean, there, there are some amazing pages here where Mike goes right full bleed on like multiple pages and you know, the blob is just flying around bullets bouncing off of him. And you get a staggering sense of his size and his mass in relation to what Jean Grey is capable of doing. And it, it really works very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I really like this comic. It's good. The Emma's great in it. The Jean's great in it. It's this is a good this is a good one shot. Now, we have another one shot from this very specific era where Bendis was doing a handful of one shots before his run wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And that is uncanny X-Men 35, that gold balls issue, which is about gold balls. <laughs> How does where this, is that that that's at number what, what 83 on the list right now. 83. Okay. Um, this one's got more meat it to does. it. No, I, I think this is much better than that. Is it yes. better um, than the highest ranked Bendis X-Men story on our list right now? The Last Will and Testament of Charles Xavier. Hmm. That one. That was kind of a nothing story. Yeah, I think when we went back through that, we agreed that it was good and we enjoyed it. It was a little bit long. Mm-hmm. It had some cool stuff in it, but, you know, like ultimately it cancels itself didn't out. do anything why did we put the yeah. gold ball story below that hmm. i'm sure we had a reason at the yeah. time yeah i mean it does have some about- amazing art in it and uh i i really i don't know we spoke highly of of parts of last will and Testament. it's got bachelor and anka so that's a that's yeah. a good one too doing good stuff going doing good stuff uh all right so we're saying it's better than last will is it better than the Christmas story where they, they team up with Santa Claus? I'd say yes. I like it better. Yeah. Is it better than the time where Magneto fought Red Skull and murder killed him? Oh, that's got Nazi punching. Yes, though. this is better. Ooh. The art's better. Yeah. Better characterization yeah, of both emma and gene and it almost serves as a template for what hopeless does with team gene mini this is true uh, you know yeah it, it, it's kind of the um previous iteration wow. of that all right is it better than the time that rachel fought galactus oh we just jumped up to 51 i mean that's only um, 10 spots yeah oh boy i I'm trying not to let my nostalgia like muddy the waters here <laughs> um, because that is Rachel 
as a phoenix fighting galactus is epic this is a quiet mm-hmm. story but it's packs a lot of punch if you know where both of these characters are coming from god this is hard what i don't i don't think and i i bet mr bish and jubes himself is going to back me up on this one i don't think it breaks our top 50 because right there is uncanny x-men 244 ladies night nope. where jubilee shows up and all night. the girls go to a mall and like nope that's true five x-women is better than two x-women just that's well, and you know agreed and you know any listener of this podcast cringes anytime we put things ahead of inferno because <laughs> <laughs> we don't like inferno as much as other people <laughs> i think this is oddly so, comparable to gifts gifts though uh the x factor 27 yeah where show? everyone has christmas okay mm-hmm. yeah great simonson uh pairing i love that issue i think i might um, like that one a little bit better i i think so too um how about uh life lessons zach this is probably uh, better than life lessons which is a very good story yeah that one's a good one i think that's a good place for it on the list though charlie have you read have you read that uh that comic that they only gave out in burn hospitals (laughs) that wasn't no that wasn't a joke you're a horrible no i no the way you said it made me laugh i i shut up um but anyway um i did not but i heard you talk very very highly of it yeah it's got that good good jean-paulion art so yeah i think this is our new 55 now okay yeah i like that 150 stories we did it guys all right yeah on to 300 we are yeah but we are on our way to so many numbers so many numbers but one of the reasons and we probably should have brought this up at the start of the show but i think that this is a better time that we wanted to get you on for this episode charlie is that you've got a special project going on related to x-men and also associated with adam and me question mark? yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a meeting of the minds in a lot of ways <laughs> you guys ended up as a team even though i didn't set out that it to be that way and ended up happening anyway it was beautiful serendipity but yes explain for our listeners what you're what you're working on right now all right so right now i am working on and have been working on a x-men zine that is also a cookbook called the guide to exceptional baking and as you're listening to this I'm fairly certain the Kickstarter has kicked off. So um, what this is, is all these really awesome people that I know, and I got to um, give me art, not give me, they they worked on it. Um, They were nice enough to do art and give me recipes and some of my recipes. And I wanted to marry these two things because I love the X-Men and I love baked goods. And there's some other things little things sprinkled in there um i got the awesome um shelby and wolf to do like postcard prints of some x ladies um for some lovely tiers for the kickstarter so if you go and check out that x-men baking zine 
on Twitter. That's where you can find everything there. And the um, and the link to the Kickstarter. If you just uh, if you just swipe on over to the, them episode notes, that's going to be right there. Go ahead and go ahead and click that as you're going through and look at some of the tiers and maybe just type in your credit card information while you're while you're there. <laughs> while you're right there, it's um, going to be about sixty pages of goodness, all nice and glossy and printed very very nice for you. Um, Mikey's been working on it a lot and it's very great adam has an awesome picture in it and zach has this amazing rum cake recipe that that he did and the two pictures go together great because yeah. i'm awesome like guys that. i know how to bake like it's mostly rum cake but i do know how to do that and it's very tasty and adam's art for this is so choice thanks guys it is such a good layout <laughs> i've seen some of the other artwork and it's absolutely gorgeous What's my stuff to shame? I know a lot of cool people. Like, uh, I didn't really realize that until I was like, oh, who can I get to help with this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know all these people. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. And you'll want a copy or maybe like five um, to tell your friends about it. <laughs> right. So go on over to the ex- the Guide to Exceptional Baking and, uh, you know, jump on and support this thing because there's a lot of really cool people involved in it and some very good recipes now while we are still begging for your money i would like to uh mention that every episode of battle of the atom is supported by the fine folks over on patreon.com slash xavier files you can go in if you donate any amount of money above two dollars or even two dollars you can get an entire episode handcrafted meticulously around one of your suggestions so in this case, Charlie happened, who's been a longtime supporter of the Patreon, happened to suggest uh, that Jean Grey story. And we said, well, let's do all this. And also, hey, wait a minute. You got a project. Let's get you on. Let's let's plug this stuff. Mm-hmm. But seriously, the Patreon stuff that lets us continue to do this show and super grateful for it. If you can't, maybe uh, maybe just drop a review on iTunes or something. Give us give us them five stars. Because it makes us feel better. I don't know how algorithms work, but I'm told that it's a good thing for them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, if you want to find any of my stuff, go on over to XavierFiles.com. That's where this podcast is. That's where all your latest X-Men news is. And that is... It's a good website, I guess. Also, Twitter.com slash... <laughs> At Xavier Files on Twitter. You know how Twitter works. Twitter's a less good website, if I may be so bold, but there's some nice people there. Yes. Hey, uh, Charlie, where, where can people find you online? You can find my podcast uh, that comes out usually every other week, um, The Young Ones, all about teen superhero teams, um, at Young Ones Cast on Twitter. That's where everything's posted. Um, YoungOnesCast.com. It just links to all the episodes. Things are good. Great. It's great. You should listen to it. Um, you can find me personally at Genetic Ghost on Twitter, where I have some uh, great opinions about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> mostly are related to me and Chatterstar and or Richter and or why did I say it like that? That's weird. Um, anyway, you can find me there. I talk about X-Men a lot. Hey Adam, Adam, you're the last person here, so maybe, maybe, maybe plug your stuff real quick. <laughs> Guys, you can always find me at Arthur Stacy on Twitter. Uh, new issue, uh, new pages of uh, Bish and Jube's Attack on the Mansion are coming out every um, X Men Monday at AdamRec.tumblr.com through December. Hope you guys are checking that out, and uh, that's what's up. 
this has been a real fun time. Charlie, thank you so much for being on. It was a blast. Thank you so much for having me and promoting my stuff. And I didn't make you talk about Shatterstar or Richter this time. Yeah, so there you you're go. showing a lot of maturity, and I'm very, <laughs> I know. I'm very, very thankful for that. Now, next week, everyone, we have another just balls to the wall episode because we're going to be talking about Zorn. Oh boy! And like only <laughs> Zorn. So it's gonna. Mm. We didn't even mention that Zorn shows up in that Jean Grey story. And we all know how I feel about the man with the star for a brain. If not, we're going to find out next week. Yeah, we will. Hot take. More Zach's hot take corner. Uh, Zach doesn't need a hot take corner for the fact that Zorn is dope. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, until then, this has been Val the Atom. We hope you survived the experience.